Welcome everybody to the Forged in Light podcast. We are on episode 12. Tonight we got a little bit of a an early look at what we're thinking about Season of the Witch, so stay tuned. The light lives in all places and all things. You can block it, even try to trap it. But the light always finds its way. Because we are forged in light. With me, as always, I got Doom and Krim, and uh, myself, Lich. So, anyway, how you guys, uh, how you boys feeling about Season of the Witch? You guys all Eris Yum or Eris Numb? Oh, I'm in. I'm totally in, man. <laughs> I think that yeah, transformation dude. was badass. I think uh, the story so far has been pretty dope. I like that we're seeing more of a, a, like a different side of Amaru, how he's more conversational and not just calling us names all the time. <laughs> it's like, all right, I come in. This is cool. Yeah. I, Amaru as a character is fucking great. I, I loved during like the, the intros where you're going through Sabbath and Spires and, and I think it's Ikora's like, Oh yeah, she left such immense power behind with these, these recording or these these voices in the wall and he's like just calm down she left you a couple of recordings yeah she left you a message <laughs> that was that was good that, was that really did make me chuckle yeah he's yeah, just so like far. a tongue-in-cheek awesome yeah i'm digging the story so far i'm digging the voice actor like it's just everything overall seems like it's very well polished I think uh, they might have taken a lesson <laughs> heard from Season of the Deep, which a lot of people were excited for, but I, I think it turned out to be a little bit of a bust. So, um, it was I a gamble. Really like, I, it, I, like, it was. I understood the you know the new mechanic, trying shit underwater. I wasn't yeah, it's totally cool. it's opposed cool. to it, and there was some good stuff, but overall, yeah, the season fell flat I think the for me. Me- yeah, the mechanic was fine. I, I, I actually enjoyed that aspect of it. I, the story to me was was flat. That's what fell flat for me was the story side of it. So I was like, uh, I was expecting a little bit more. Um, I, the dungeon was cool. Lore-wise, the dungeon was like pretty awesome. That was pretty dope. <clears throat> but yeah, I'll compar- take that. In comparison, dungeon, was, dungeon was good. Yeah, it definitely filled out a lot that we probably were asking for when it when it came to like the lore and what happened to Oryx, you know, finding that stuff out. I'm like, ooh, okay. Just diving deeper into that aspect of it is was pretty awesome. And aesthetically, I really enjoyed the dungeon from last season. And so far, aesthetically, really liking everything that they're doing here. And the fact that they're listening to everyone about like, maybe take a break of the six-man activity and just three-man activities would be fine. Yeah, I it's it's starting off 
uh, a good story right now. I like like what they're doing with Eris, the new hive god of vengeance. Spoiler mm-hmm. warning. You know? Um, great. Lore implications, great. They're talking potentially like, hinting strongly at her being the Taken Queen. Taking over Oryx's, uh, <coughs> Oryx's mantle. Mm-hmm. They've kind of been hinting at it for a while, I guess. Uh, you know, shout out Mylan Games put out a pretty great video talking about all those lore implications of how Eris could potentially be the next Taken King. And they've been talking about it since like Shadowkeep, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah it's pretty, pretty uh, cool. Oh, I'm sorry. You go ahead first. The, uh, I don't know, like the the lore implications, the reveal of how like the Drifter felt about this whole thing, and even uh, Keitel's reaction, how it was very tempered, and it was cool. It was it's a lot of cool character development, some interesting interactions, especially with Keitel and like her relationship with the Hive and. So it was, they're really playing on, a, they're, they're, they're pulling from a lot of different areas in lore-wise with this season, and it's so far, I mean, we're only on week two, but it's it's working. I, I like it a lot. I think it's, it's really selling. Uh, these interactions feel a little bit more believable, I guess. I wasn't a huge fan of the big girl in the soup last season, so, or the long girl in the soup, sorry, but... It was sort of, yeah, it just didn't, it was like, I don't know. I don't, it's hard for me to care about a character that we literally just were introduced to. Uh, Rohan or whatever the dude's name in the campaign that nobody oh, gives God. a fuck about him because he's dead now. So And Nimbus. Yeah, I honestly, when oh, you said God. Rohan, I was like, what? In, in my head, I was like, who the Lord fuck the is Rings? this guy talking about? Yeah, Lord <laughs> Lord <laughs> Lord yeah. Rohan. <laughs> yeah. You try to introduce a new character and get us to really care about it, it just sort of falls flat. But well, that's that's not how to that that is a good lesson for them of how not to write in a new character and kill them off, you know, without like building up an emotional tie to them. You know, they could have done that with any of the other characters. Shit, they could have done that if you really look back at it in retrospect. They could have wrote in some story involving Amanda Holiday with the first season of Lifefall. And oh, yeah. then eventually near the end, she could have died um, revolving around that story. But whatever. Um, we're talking about this season now. But um, it's been great. I'm really digging the whole thing that they're doing, uh, all the lore and that they're involving Eris in. Because it seems like Eris has kind of taken a backseat for the last couple seasons, almost the last year. And now she's back and it's like stronger than ever, man. You know, like it's pretty great. It's pretty cool to finally see that. And after this week's lore uh with the in the helm and the radio messages and everything like it's very cool and the cutscene the black and gray cutscene was pretty fucking awesome as well definitely a lot of good stuff a lot of and like you mentioned doom like keitel being okay with eris just going into the hive like just showing like the support of like the character like she is so everybody trusts her so much that she's they just like all right whatever she's going to be a hive queen we don't care like we know she's going to do the best well like spoiler alerts uh, people who are listening haven't done the week two which i'm i hope you guys have but like when they said also that 
<clears throat> Imara was like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is all Savathun's doing. Like, if you guys want to fall in her trap, go right ahead. <laughs> like, he's so nonchalant about it and kind of, like, uh, sarcastic about that shit. He's like, oh, it's her doing. She planned all this. I'm just letting you know, but I'll, I guess I'll help you guys, but you're probably going to fuck up. Like, that says a lot, too. I'm like, ooh, that's pretty cool that she's playing in the shadows once again, and we don't really get to see what she's doing in, um, in the game. I guess, but those recordings are just the, it gives a lot of implications of like her hand and how far she's come since her apparent death in Witch Queen story, but she has been around for a bit and it makes you think like how long has she been resurrected, you know, also because we don't know how long she's been around. This is crazy. Her forethought to be able to like during the Witch Queen campaign to like know she's going to die she needs to set this up. She needs to show how to become Hive. Like, to have that many steps ahead mm-hmm. to know what's going to happen. It's nutty. Yeah, It absolutely. is, but it's, it's, it's an interesting character. A character that is so dedicated to just constantly fooling her enemies and out-thinking them and out-maneuvering them. Like... All like Oryx, Sabathun, and Zeborath, they are phenomenal characters. They are played out so well in this story because they're interesting in their own way. And I am very excited to see where the story goes with Zeborath. I'm I I love how like the the hive god of cunning. Like she just outthinks you every chance she can and it just, it's it's wild it's so much fun seeing the story progress and you know i missed out on a lot of the uh content before witch queen uh, witch queen dropped so it's like i know there was even more with like her impersonating osiris and stuff like that like i missed a lot of that stuff but yeah that's just pretty it's, cool just phenomenal characters and they're they're doing them a justice so far it's it's been very interesting yeah i'm it's also really cool to see that it's not only like her enemies don't only involve us i guess the the guardians you know the fact that she seems to there seems to be a little turmoil with between sisters also because the way that her and ziva wrath and she obviously did not respect Oryx from what that last soundbite also says or the way she reacts. And she's talking to Ziva Rath about Oryx and how, Oh, Ziva, you were just a puppet to Oryx. You'll do anything for him. Like, I'm like, wow. Like Savathun's kind of fucking harsh, man. <laughs> like, she, she, I, I'm pretty sure out of all of them, she does consider herself to be the smartest. I mean, she is the God of cunning. Um, <clears throat> and who knows, maybe she, she truly is. She truly has been outsmarting all of them because from what the lore says, Oryx took their power. You know, he sacrificed them so he could become the Taken King and take in their power and everything so he could strengthen himself. But what if that was Sabathun's plan all along as well, you know? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, like do it. Oryx and Zeva Wrath to me feel like sledgehammers and Sabathun is like a razor blade. Mm-hmm. So, like Zeborath and Oryx wanted to just obliterate their enemies with overwhelming force and just absolutely decimate entire worlds. 
and Sabathun is just in the shadows, pulling strings, manipulating people, impersonating people, setting up all these potential just outcomes. Like she, the the like you said, Lich, the forethought that goes into this. It's it's awesome. It's such a it's such a good story so far. That with those with the sisters. Yeah. And and it's interesting because now that the implications of Eris being involved and Zivu Rath thinking that Eris is like the heir the heir to Oryx's power, like why though? Like why would she think that? You know, like wh- how did she get that thought? Was it Sabathun that implemented seed, put that seed in uh, Zivu Rath's mind to think that oh Eris is one of us, so you're gonna have to take her out to take her power or take her worm at least. Well, yeah. it was. It was so the why she thinks that is because like before we got King's Fall originally and went after Oryx, like the person who knew the most to like set us up and put us in the situation to kill him was Eris. So they she is meant to think of Eris being the top dog and us the guardians being her brood as if you know how the taken king had the taken and and the hive so they're they're making it seem like she's the equivalent to oryx and herself and sabathun so that's the parallel yeah yeah. okay so like she was the one that orchestrated this all to to get us to kill oryx so she should be the one that assumes his throne what a cool twist, man, so far. Like, that's such a cool twist. And only on the second week. Like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I hope it doesn't come to bite us in the ass. Because I can... That would be great storytelling. <laughs> like, put all this hype into yeah, this. for real. And then she just fucking says, You know what? I'm going to do my own thing. Bye. <laughs> she, like, turns on us. That would be great. I mean, wouldn't that would be a hell of a twist, though. If... if, if I mean, we're supposed to be expecting losses, you know, coming up with Final Shape and all that. And if you really think about it and look back at the old the trailer for Final Shape, guess who's not there? Out of all the characters that have been part of our group to help us, who's not there? Nimbus? Eris isn't there. She's oh. not standing there. At least from what I could recall, because I, I did go back to watch that trailer where, like, the Infinity War trailer where they're all standing at the end. Everyone's standing with the side profile. And then I just thought about that because I'm like, where's Harris? I'm like, oh, shit. Hold on. She's not here. <gasps> Does that mean something? Like, who knows? I don't know. Could, I'm just yeah. spitballing. <laughs> like, but It'll be interesting to see where we end up in a couple yeah. weeks before yeah. before we get our, um, what's the Halloween event? Why can't I think of the name of it right now? Uh, let's see. Root of Nightmares. Um. Yeah, yeah, damn it, I forgot to. <laughs> so forgettable. Yeah. But I'm sure all the story will be done by then. So It's not Festival of the Lost, is it? Festi- it, yes, is. it is. You it hit is. the nail on the head. It is Festival right. of the Lost. Festival of the Lost. So we'll keep in we'll keep on that and keep updating as we go, but so far so good. Mm-hmm. What else is good is the seasonal activities. We got Sabathun Spire and the Altars of Summoning. You guys, what do you guys feel about Sabathix Spire? Um, I'm digging it a lot. Like, 
we mentioned it a little bit that I think a lot of the community has just tired from the six man activity. And it always seems like the six man activity seems like it originates from a three man activity. And then when you have six people, it's just overwhelming. And at a point it's, that is definitely a chore because the first week or two, it's cool, whatever you're doing certain things to get certain maybe triumphs or weapons. But if those weapons are, craftable or able to drop in another activity we tend to play like a three-man activity because six man is just way too much and i think they've finally noticed that that's like yeah six man is not the right number let's cut it back a little bit let's let's make two three-man activities um and how they're like embedded into the story too you know it's pretty cool yeah i mean they can do six they can do six man activities i mean they they're able to do some of them right they just need to put more time and thought into it like the Honestly, um, well, yeah, Dares of Eternity is a, a good example of a good six six man activity. Just they spent more time on it. It feels like. But uh, do you see it as like the Sabbath Inspire as something that could potentially be a Grandmaster? Do you feel like they they set that up? Because it seems like the going rate now is like they're trying to find stuff to be able to, without making strikes, add to the strike playlist. I mean, I could see that being retooled as a Grandmaster. I mean, we saw what they did with Heist Battlegrounds and all that stuff. Maybe not Sabbath Inspire. Well, oh yeah, Sabbath is because he alters is the uh, is the waveform. But uh, um, yeah, I could see Sabbath Inspire being converted into a GM of some sort. It's doable. It's there's enough add density to make it make it complicated, give you a challenge. Uh, some of the rooms might be a little rough, especially that that like uh, circular room that has either the void, solar, or arc bubble in the middle that pulls you in or creates a different like element oh, yeah. damage yeah. type. Like, that would be tough. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I survivability would be pretty minimal, probably. <laughs> and then we got the old. Altars of Summoning, which we played a little bit the other night, it's that's pretty entertaining. It's it's definitely not you're not gonna get the tier three with a pug, and if you do, you just have a pug that's pretty solid. No, uh, I don't know if this is true. This is like a game glitch, but I saw on Twitter today, people have been saying that they've they either broke or glitched the altars, and that they're at like tier four. Or, and it's not supposed to be unlocked yet, or it's supposed to be gatekept, but somehow they unlocked Tier 4. Now, I don't know if they're trolling. I didn't look into it. I was at work. I saw it, and then I closed it out. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, I didn't even know there was a Tier 4, but cool, whatever. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't go back to it, but if that's true, that'd be interesting. I mean, there is a spot for a fourth dunk when, you, when you're dunking up there, but they haven't said anything about it yet, so... It's probably right. a later a later thing, maybe. Yeah, you're right. You know what? Now that I think about it, yeah, you're right. You have the robust on the left, then the powerful on the front right, and then that that one more um um yeah, lantern or whatever that you would dump dunk it in. Yeah. So there's there's a spot for a fourth. Doom, what's your what's your opinion on these? What do you think? I think it's a fun activity. I like the choose your own difficulty aspect of it. Uh, but this is the second activity, though, that Bungie's run into issues where 
you get people joining in and like what was it last year season of the deep when the exotic catalyst or obtaining the exotic and getting the catalyst was tied with that seasonal activity and then all of a sudden you got like if nobody was doing it people would just bail and they would leave on you and that sucked so like to get the catalyst you couldn't run it anymore because everybody was trying to get the exotic and then now this season you get uh alters where like like we were saying like people are trying to farm it and you join in and it's just there's nothing everybody's just kind of sitting there and you're like oh okay so you end up having to leave and like rejoin find a different pug and yeah, you keep leaving and rejoining until you find one that's actually doing something instead of just a bunch of people standing around like oh what do we do now yeah and it yeah. that that's an issue that i think bungie needs to address because that's two seasons in a row with two seasonal activities that break at a certain point. Uh, I would say the season of the deep one was worse later in the season than this one is now. And even this one now, like if you're running with a bunch of pugs all the time, I feel bad for you anyway, but I don't know. I think it, they should figure out a way to, to weed out the people that are slowing everybody else down. Uh, there's there's no easy solution, but still, yeah, it really is. It ruins the experience for other people. It does. It does. It sucks. It, it, what sucks is when you get the pug that says, "I'm going to do the tier three and then proceeds to die forty times in a row, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do. It is like, all right, guy, did you build craft anything? No, you're just going into it with whatever you got on. You just got, you know, uh, a Monte Carlo. That's That was your build. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, don't shut it until you try it, man. <laughs> I just like to melee things. So, you know, that's my it's the beginning and end of my build crafting. But <laughs> I just like to punch. It's It's frustrating. But, you know, there's it, at the end of the day, it's a seasonal activity. Who knows how long it's going to be around. Uh, you know, obviously just the season, but I like yeah. the, to reiterate, I do like the choose your own difficulty. I liked that with Season of the Deep. We had the, like, you could just, it would just get progressively harder the more uh, you activated. And it, it was cool. It was a, fun progressive system mm-hmm. so i like that they're leaning into that a little bit more yeah it's a cool new take on their seasonal activity you know it's sort of a refresher on an old template that they have and it's it's not much but at the same time it it's enough to change the way that that activity um pans out when you're when you're actually running it the whole roguelite aspect yeah that's what i was i forgot the term roguelite but yeah it's Though, yeah it's definitely nice to it's it's a more memorable seasonal activity because these things only last for the season right and they only they they go away forever after the new expansion so like the you're probably not going to play this in season the next season and you're definitely not going to try to play it after final shape so 
it's it's good for for right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and hopefully like, the next iteration's better. And like like you guys were touching on earlier, six man activities just they're not. I don't enjoy them. We've talked about this before. I get very frustrated with six man activities. It's just not my thing. I feel lost in the sauce. Like I'm running around with a chicken, like a chicken with my head cut off, and I just can't dial in on the objective. And once you do, you're. It's like it feels like you're one of two guys that are actually trying to complete the objectives, and everybody else is just going around and killing everything which is fun, yeah. but you're not actually progressing the story. And it, it makes it so much harder to actually like complete these seasonal activities smoothly when you have people that are doing what they're supposed to be doing. But no, it's just more fun to farm kills. So make number go bigger. Yeah. I want to have the <laughs> most kills at the end. Not <laughs> yeah. Yeah. focus on the objective. But... I don't know. I like I like the seasonal activities from what I've played so far. It's not catch crash, which is cool. So Oh god. Yeah, I can these are fun right now. Hopefully they stay fun, but like every other seasonal activity, I just kind of I play it at, at, you know pretty regularly at the beginning of the season and then towards the end I just play it to do the story and then I don't touch it again. Yeah. Oh, 100%. That's all I end up doing towards the end of the season is just doing it to progress the story. And if I didn't have to do that, I wouldn't do it at all. So, Yep. <clears throat> but we did, uh, they did add in deck building. Kind of played around with it a little bit. It's kind of a interesting, an interesting mechanic to add in. Like you build your deck of five cards and you pull them while you're running the new activities and it adjusts everything, makes everything a little bit different, but kind of roguelike, but deck building. So interesting. I think it's kind of cool. Uh, interested to see the other cards they add. I really don't have, I think we have a couple more that were just added uh, Tuesday, but. Yeah, they're locked behind the elemental aspects story, so we won't get you won't be able to pick depending on which element you chose. There's two tied to arc, two tied to solar, and two tied to void. So the other ones we can't they're time gated just based on the aspect that you chose for the story. And from some people, I guess data mined the game already, and they said that you won't be able to pick the next aspect for another two weeks. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so the new ones are kind of cool. If you choose arc. Arc damage yep. jolts yep. targets. If you choose void, your void damage suppresses. And if you choose solar, solar damage will scorch. So that's that's kind of turn shit up a notch, you know? Yeah, I just picked up my first arc one uh, during in in the altar or in the spire. So like I'm excited to like activate that and see what it's all about. Yeah, dude, and this, I don't know who said it. I, I think it was Dado, but I could be wrong. When he says this game is at its best when you're just running around slaying shit with your abilities, with your weapons. Like, it just, you feel, you get to, like, fulfill that power fantasy, <laughs> which is awesome. So, I don't know. I think, uh, 
I, I like aspects of the game that enhance that, that make you feel that much more powerful. And it's like seasonal activities are the perfect place to do it. Yeah. They yeah, are. I agree with that take with the adult stake. It it, de- it is a lot more fun. And speaking of fun, we'll just we'll just roll into the aspects which we we messed around a little bit earlier this week. We got on stream. We were messing around. So if you you know we're on stream, if you take some time, you find us over there. You know we got twitch.tv slash crimson and uh, you know lichloth. So yep. find us. Uh, yeah, we were messing around with the new titan aspect but we did get one for each class for strand but uh we'll start with the titan one uh crim you want to tell us what the the titan one was the banner of war um which is a very very interesting and i think just really embraces the whole melee aspect of being a titan um it, what it does is whenever you get a melee kill, sword kill, or glaive kill, you proc a banner that is hanging over your head, and you could get up to a f- times four multiplier with more melee kill, sword kills, or glaive kills that are stacked upon the initial beginning of that, of that uh, timer. You could stack it all the way up to times four, and at times four, you're going to start pulse. You also create an aura around your body, and it pulses healing your allies and also giving you a buff in damage while you're and you could continuously keep on proccing as long as you just keep on getting melee kills or sword kills or glaive kills it just keeps on proccing recycling itself and we 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 could definitely see the capabilities of it and i think it's the first time i really f- with strand other than the aberrant leaps um and that's the exotic, but I really like the fact that this seems viable for like GMs. Um, and we had a blast with it playing um, the other night on stream and playing some uh, harder activities. You know, we didn't really try it in PvP, but I think uh, PvP it's going to be very, very trolly with three troll or three titans or even up to six titans. Like, I would not want to go up against that. It's like going up against six stasis titans. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it almost felt unkillable in most situations when we really got it rolling. And yeah. if, I mean, like it was yeah. so good that it could work with multiple exotics. Like you could use strongholds with your sword. You could use syntheseps. You could use worm god's caress. Worm god, yeah. You could use ACDO feedback fences. Like whatever melee exotic you have is gonna work really well with it. Yeah, and that was us just like messing around last second, like putting stuff on like i mean we could definitely gonna be able to fine-tune it you know based on what exotic you're using and mess around with fragments and all that stuff and i think people are gonna come on some really really cool builds i'm really i hope it doesn't get nerfed uh it probably i mean honestly in reality it might get nerfed a little bit especially with the timer because you could proc it to last 30 seconds and that thing does not go away i mean it'll stay on like i've had it uh, i was playing a little bit of a spire yesterday and i had that thing proc for a good 70% of the time that I was in that spire run. I'm like, yeah, it's not going away. I'm rocking swords. I think a good thing about it too is it, it's giving me a reason to like play with glaives again because gl- having glaives, you don't need ammunition. You could just get a cool melee kill with the glaive and it procs it as well. So I'm like, well, if that's the fucking case. It's a really good reason to like run glaives for a bit and like level up my old glaives like Judgment of Kalgaroth and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them nerfing it to be honest, because I think they're going to start 
working and moving towards support specs like that like being able to still do high damage at least that's what it kind of sounded like in the joe blackburn interview with, i mean uh, they might, i think the 30 second timer might the cool the the timer on it might get cooled down it might get brought I, down a little bit i like doubt 30. it dude it's high risk high reward you have to get in the thick of things just to even get it started and then once you get it started like you can't even if you run away i mean you still have to be killing shit on the regular yeah, and I mean, it's not really a powerhouse in PvP, so there, there's not going to be a lot of complaints coming from that end. And I don't, like, as fun as it is, I don't think it's going to be very viable in Grandmasters. So <clears throat> it's a little too much risk for the healing aspect is nice, and then if you can keep it going with your fire team, but I, I really don't think it's going to be that viable. Okay. I mean, I'll run it for us, you know, see how it plays. I mean, you're right, though, because even red bars and fucking GMs will fuck your world up, you know? And that's oh, all yeah. it takes is, like, a red bar to come up to you, melee me once, and then I'm fucked, leaving you guys in a shitty position, you know? Uh, make Being a detriment to my fire team is definitely not the way I like to play. So, like, yeah, I could see. Maybe I don't know, problem. man. I, could, I think you'd probably be fine, especially with that uh, that seasonal artifact where if you... If you have one of the buffs on you, you get more damage resistance. So you get that going, plus your woven mail consistently up, plus that buff coming out, plus this, plus... Like, I think your DR is going to be ridiculous to the point where I think you could survive in GMs up close to personal with a sword. <laughs> Do we have a strand sword? I don't remember. I, I can't remember. Yeah, the, it was last season. Yeah. Okay, I'm just trying to remember. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I have it ready to craft. See, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah, that last season, I, I didn't even craft any of the weapons, even though they're all I have them all ready to craft. You went further than I did because I I don't I don't think I have any of them crafted. <laughs> and then uh, we got Weave Walker, which immediately got taken down for warlocks which you pretty much enter the weave and have like 99 percent damage resistance so do we you're, blame you're a god for that? <laughs> I, <laughs> sure I, I guess you could blame Azacross, <laughs> but i think i think everybody knew that it was going to be a problem from the get-go yeah so and i'm playing people who are listening i, I don't blame cross like Fully. Every content creator when that came out was posting stuff about Wee Vlogger immediately. So, yeah, he oh, wasn't yeah. the only one that knew. <laughs> All of them were like, this is going to get. No one made a video about it because Cross has fucking an entire team of fucking little gnomes behind computers just clipping his gameplay together yeah. really <laughs> quick. So, he gets videos out way quicker than anybody else. Yeah, props to his editing team. They're actually really good and funny. They're great videos. Yeah, they throw shit together pretty quick. So yeah, not really, haven't really got to play with it much, but you can, while you're in the weave, you start forming uh, little threadlings pretty quickly. So you can, as long as you have a melee charge, you could stay in the weave and it'll just continually make threadlings. So it could be kind of cool for a PvE, like, threadling build but again really didn't get to try it because it immediately got turned off 
<laughs> and then I'll let uh, let Doom let it rip on the uh, the Hunter's new one. <laughs> Take it away. Yeah, the Whirling Maelstrom. It's it sounds cool when you read it out, but I don't know how viable it's actually going to be. It's, I mean, you have to destroy a tangle to activate. So first you have to generate tangles, which this season shouldn't be hard. I I suppose if you build into it in later seasons, it could be viable, but I mean, it's, it's going to be sort of a kind of like a, I think of it like a Titans uh, storm grenade, just like, seeking out people to kind of fuck them up but i don't know how strong the like after it damages and it unleashes these unraveling projectiles like i don't know how strong that's actually going to be i definitely think the uh, warlocks and titans made out with better aspects this time around but i haven't had much time behind it on my hunter because Honestly, ever since the season dropped, I've been playing my Titan because I just I want to play Banner of War. It just sounds and plays so much cooler. So yeah, it's fun. And going back to your roots, man, you were a Titan, man. <laughs> well, I actually started D two as a hunter, and then oh, when okay. I started playing with you guys again, I started playing on my Titan, and then I got Caliban's hand and I figured out I can make everything ignite with my knife. And I was like, cool, I'm not playing Titan anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I I think, I think it does. I've seen a lot of like pretty funny meme clips with the, with this whirling maelstrom, the Beyblade of like miss 5,000 Watts, making a tangle in PVP, throwing it, grappling into it. And then as it, as it, hits the ground it turns into a beyblade she lands in there too and it just starts creating havoc and then she just (laughs) cleans up a bunch of kills so it seems like a fun meme thing to do and yeah in theory but i could see myself screwing that up immediately so (laughs) and it looks like it's got it's gonna be pretty good this season because of the artifact mod you got elemental munitions so special and heavy ammo can appear when foes are defeated with tangles or elemental orbs. So you have a large group of enemies, you know, a lot of red bars, and you have a tangle there. Well, you eat that tangle, and now your Beyblade has just made a bunch of heavy and special. So I, I could see it being pretty good this season. Will it be better next season? I Probably not, but I think this will be the good season for it. Yeah. I got a monochromatic back as well for the artifact, one of the artifact mods. We did. We did get yeah. monochromatic back. Yeah, which I'm excited for. Like, that was always a good one. What was that, like three seasons ago we had that? Something like that. Hunters get it all the time now with Foe Tracer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all interesting aspects. I, I do think the Titans won this time around for it i think weave walkers close second but yeah beyblade is just it's probably the most underwhelming it's it's good but it's the most underwhelming of the the three i think it just it in comparison to what titans got it's it it just it feels so 
different. And I'm not like every class gets more attention or less attention every season. There's like some breakout exotic or a new aspect or something. And like everybody gets their time to shine. And it just, it wasn't in the cards for hunters this season. And I like, that's fine. We still have plenty of other builds. Uh, it, it's getting me playing my Titan again. That's fun. I like that. It's, it's a, it's an aspect of the game. That's enticing you to play that class. Like it's that much fun. And people are generating that much talk about it. Like, no, you really need to try out this banner of war. And it's, it's so much fun. So But with new aspects, we also got new exotics. So I'll start with the X-Driss, the seasonal, the seasonal exotic that you get from the Battle Pass. The X-Driss is an exotic arc grenade launcher. Its exotic perk is Corrupted Nucleosynthesis. This weapon enrages when dealing or taking sustained damage, gaining increased rate of fire while in range. It also has Loyal Moth, which final blows with this weapon create a Loyal Moth. The Moth will seek out nearby targets and detonate, damaging and blinding them. Which is cool because you get blinding effects and you can do it on any class. So you can have blinding yeah. while you're on Strand. Yeah, and don't doesn't that pair with uh, Hunters pretty well? It, it pairs with the new Hunter exotic. We'll talk about that one. Yeah. JP goes through it. I haven't really played with this extras yet. I've grabbed it. Uh, haven't haven't messed around with it. It seems cool. It shoots like a uh, you become a hive knight and you don't have to reload it, which is kind of cool. You just keep shooting. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty just, fun. It's pretty fun. <clears throat> just continually reload until you're out of uh, until you're out of ammo. Pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, had, I've been having a good time with them. At uh, I think I'm at like 90 out of 200 because uh, I'm in the second step to get the catalyst. Oh shit! So, um, yeah, just well, just running Vanguard or running Spire stuff. You know, anything that's gonna just give me more points. I, I think PvP gives you four, gives you the most. And I don't know if it stacks with more. The more teammates you have, gives you more points or whatnot. But yeah, been been just. I think it's with the. The seasonal artifact, you get those little power-ups to... Or not the artifact, the battle pass. You get the little power-ups that make, um, you know, exotic quests go faster. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, there is that that one. Okay, yeah, I completely forgot about that. I didn't even think about that. Well, like you were touching on, Krim, like, that definitely pairs well with the new Hunter exotic. Um. I mean, we were just talking about how much we dislike moths. <laughs> like, they're a, a big part of the season, which I thought was funny. Yeah, but after playing Lightblade last season again for GMs, yeah, I realized how much I hate screams and moths, man. Oh, such a how about that ass. altar of summonings when you get the fucking <laughs> when you get oh. the scorn, dude? It is oh. just nonstop, <laughs> nonstop screamers, dude. Oh, uh, that dude, shit's annoying. Terrible. <laughs> this fucking sucks. Stay but in the air, when, dude. But that's when uh like 
Doom comes in handy with that, you know, pairing well with his uh his new exotic for his hunter because I uh, I get scared too because I like I'll see like randoms running it and then I see moss flying around. I'm like, oh fuck! I'm shooting like a wild man trying to kill this thing. I'm like, how come this thing's not dying? I'm like, fucking die! I'm like, oh, it's uh, my teammates. Yeah, <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> well, do you yeah. want you want to talk a little bit about the moth keepers? I, I haven't had any time behind it, so I can't really say much to it. I, I still have to I, – I need to farm Lost Sectors, but it, it looks cool. The I, It's taking a cool idea that was the new enemy's kind of like weapon in Witch Queen where we had to deal with these mods that were giving enemies overshields while also attacking us. I thought that was a cool mechanic, but now that we're – taking that and using that against enemies now that's kind of cool weird that it's happening so much later but still i'll take it um again i just i wish i could say more about it i just haven't played them they look cool uh i hope they play cool and it's definitely going to pair well with that new grenade launcher yeah so so for for the people that don't know the moth keepers wraps they have the winged eclipse, and it turns your grenade to a cage that has loyal moths in it. And they will either fly to the nearest ally and give them a void overshield, or they will fly to a, an enemy and do a blinding explosion. And depending on how or where you throw it, so if you throw it closer to you and your friend, it will spawn to void to void uh, moths if you throw it towards an enemies it'll spawn two arc ones or if you throw it right in between it'll do one of each so it has three different ways that it can code and, and throw out moths but while you have these on and you have the extras dearest dearest whatever uh <laughs> when you have it on <laughs> the extras will spawn the the moth <laughs> and whenever you get the kill while having these gauntlets on it'll spawn an additional moth and it will be a void moth so kind of a cool interaction between two i mean we we don't see it a lot we get it on warlocks with uh with our gloves and thorn god i can't think of the gloves off the top of my head necrotic grips and like thorn and and the uh god we were just talking about this smg too why can't i think of the name of it um um Osteo. osteo yes osteo cool to get more interactions like that between exotics and weapons yeah cram have you unlocked the new the, the new titan deals? yes uh unfortunately i have not i haven't gotten any of the new i haven't really played my other classes but um I don't know, so I know, Doom, you mentioned about running Lost Sectors. I don't know if Lost Sectors are dropping exotics anymore. I don't know if you could farm Lost Sectors for exotics, can you? Because I was trying to farm yeah. yesterday. Yeah, you can still farm them. Can't, it's, okay, yeah, it's okay. still on the, the screen. Like when you hover over the just, weekly or daily Lost Sector. just depends on your Lost Sector because some of them are dog turds for drops. Yeah, because yesterday I was running Europa, and um, it didn't have an emblem of an armor piece or anything that was dropping. And I ran it twice, and it gave me nothing. So I'm like, hmm, that's fine. Whatever, my orange is whatever. But uh, from what I've heard, Vex Incursions 
give you the best possible drops. People have been having great luck with Vex incursions. Well, Vex incursions are a guaranteed drop. Yes, for an exotic that you do not have. And people have been running them. And as long as you could, if you're patient enough to wait for them, go for it. I Yesterday, I was try, that's what I was waiting for last night. And uh, I didn't get one. So I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to run Lost Sectors. Um, yeah, they're on I, a specific timer. You There is a Discord specifically for those mm-hmm. like it they it knows when the timer is about to go up and then it just starts at everybody yeah. and it'll tell you hey vex incursion come in in you know 20 minutes on on uh neomuna and then everybody jumps in on there so. yeah I, I thought it was supposed to be within the first the first 10 minutes of the of the new hour i thought that was the rotator from what i remember on first season lifefall um but um, I, I think it's a lot more like spread out than that because i don't i don't think there's more than like one or two a day yeah no no it's it's pretty frequent there i was looking it up yesterday because i found the counter for it the timer for it and they're like yeah it's pretty frequent frequent uh and i swear it, it was a, one of the developers on twitter that said yeah this because someone was complaining like dude there's where are these vex incursions up they're not happening and a developer chimed in and they said like yeah it, it happens like first five to ten minutes of every hour or every couple hours but i don't know maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe but i definitely read that um i've done a lot of them before and now that i'm like actually wanting to do one i can't find any so i might have to just look at the discord uh but the pirate gills yeah i definitely want to try them out unfortunately they did get a nerf well not a nerf they got a fixed because people realized that they were doing absolute fucking massive damage if you combine them with synthoseps uh and that got stopped very very quickly um you would swap out as long as you're running burning maw you would equip your pyrogale uh get equip burning maw or launch your super and in the middle of your super you just put on uh, synthoseps and then you would be able to do almost a million damage with like one hit because what pyrogale does is turn your burning maw uh, slam into a single slam so instead of you being able to constantly drop your hammer down and create the wall of fire you're just doing one massive hit that hits for a pretty heavy dps but uh people were embracing that and swapping out exotics and and it was working. I'm like, hats off to them because it was working, but they nerfed it already or at least stopped it. They fixed that little thing. So you can't do that or you won't get yeah, the benefits it, of Sintel steps if you do swap. Yeah, I think I definitely think the Titans got the best exotic for sure. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I mean, even with uh, you not being able to use those Sintel steps, I'm sure if you pair it well with a full team, you know, it, it all comes down to your team synergy and what everyone's rocking and you know, you really got you. You really got to base your decision of what you're going to rock exotic wise. Like I could see that being pretty viable, and maybe in raids and GMs, especially for like DPS. Like I think we could definitely build something upon that. You know, with with wells, with um, uh, hunter void balls and shit, void arrow. Like that still might do some pretty heavy damage. Now it probably won't do a million damage with one single hit, but I mean, we could probably get the numbers high up there. No, I think it's it's. I think they were doing tests on it, and I think it is just as good or better than a thunder crash. So, just yeah, good to be able that. to not have to be stuck on thunder crash as long as the you know the boss room calls for it. Like Nazarek, mm-hmm. you can probably do it. 
probably yeah. can't do it on Atheon. Oh, you can do it on Atheon. I mean, the Templar probably can't do it Templar on Templar. Room. Yeah. So it's a good, good, good addition. So you don't have, you have more than one, one off super. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like the take on it. It looked cool. So, yeah, I I, I want to try this weekend to run, run either incursions or lost sectors and just farm those. Yeah, hopefully you get a random ass vex strike force. Hopefully yeah. it comes up for you. Yeah. If you it does, I'll find, definitely I'll shot it out there. Find one of those. I'll have to find one of those and link it in the Discord, which will be linked in the description. You can join the Discord. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of information in Discord. If you guys are playing Destiny or need LFGs or anything like that. And then we got the uh, Briar Binds for the Warlocks, which just makes it to where your Void Soul has a longer duration, and I can pick it up now, and it does more damage. So haven't gotten them, haven't really played with them, haven't heard anything good about them, so keep you, keep you guys in the loop if we get them and figure out if they're good or not. Okay. Right now, I'm kind of thinking they're going to be mid, if that. I, I just don't see myself using these over, like, controversial holds. But mm-hmm. we'll see. I've That's been surprised good. before. And then we got, uh, for this season, Crota Zen is coming back. You guys excited about Crota Zen? I am. Uh, I am. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what changes they implement into it. The first raid to ever get soloed. So that's kind of kind of exciting. I wonder if they'll keep it close to that or if they'll really change it to where that's not an option. Oh, they might change a mechanic. The the mechanics might be the the definitive like stopper that you can't do it. But once again, we live in a world where esoteric is alive. And <laughs> if there's a true guardian that walks among us, it's that man. <laughs> <laughs> if, if he can't figure it out then no one could do it so i don't know yeah yeah I'll, it's we'll see but it'll be good we'll get the necrochasm back get yeah. some new weapons back no. i'm ready i'm ready to see it ready to see the uh have some fun with it probably won't be doing the day one experience or day two or whatever you want to call it the two-day experience but yeah, probably jump in on sunday experience. I mean, if we could get the banner, that'd be pretty cool. I saw the banners. They released that today, and they look pretty cool. Uh, not as cool as... I mean, even Ron's... Like, Ron's is cool. I I, I think um, a Vow, man. Vod was... Like, Vow of Disciple was really fucking cool. I really like that banner for day one. That one's a very unique-looking one and very differentiate. Like, you could differentiate it from, like, the regular raid completion to the day one completion. Uh, whereas in bronze, it's very hard to tell if it's a day one or not because yeah. all it is is just that little like lettering in the box that changes. No, yeah, definitely. I was looking. I was actually doing that in my head the other day. I was like, which one of these? Because I got the the day one. Ron yeah, you one, did. Yeah, and I was like, hold on, which one of these was the day one? Because they're so fucking similar. Like, I had to really like think about to it. The left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they look identical. Yeah, they really truly do. That's why I was like so surprised because Vod had had one that was 
a white circle to the left of like a black board background and then i believe the day one was like it was like a white background and like a half circle gray half circle with a cool like rainbow effect through it or like the pattern of the the of um what was his fucking name was uh Rolk? Rolk. but uh yeah i like that one a lot and it was kind of sad that like they didn't really put that into they didn't i feel like they didn't put much effort into that one but whatever I, I mean the same thing could be said i don't know if you guys have seen the bandage for day one completion or uh or whatnot but i feel like they're not it, it's not like huge differentiation between the regular one and the day one completion so yeah i glanced at them and i thought the same thing i was like oh these all look the same it's like, yeah, there's no yeah. difference between them you would think in a world where i mean i'm not i'm not a huge call of duty fan anymore but like in a world where call of duty does some really cool banners with like um with holograms and all that shit like they could cool, do a cool one for day one completions with like some sort of like hologram or like metallic looking feel to it but i don't know maybe banners take too much resources i i, I don't i don't know i'm not a, i'm not a video game developer so i can't speak for them yeah i'm looking forward to the banner that's like a bunch of pot leaves like it's fucking <laughs> oh my or god like, oh, when people can make their own and like, oh watch out for this guy he's fucking edgy a fucking yan cat that's what we need that's what we fucking need make your own shit oh my gosh I don't know about make your own because I, I think there would be some pretty <laughs> some pretty bad ones out there. Oh, there'd be some bad ones. I remember. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe anyway. not because this is a boomer shooter, so everybody's pretty old playing this game. So I don't think I don't think anybody's one of too too risque. <laughs> you think millennials are that creative to make their own banners? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited for Crota. I never got a chance to play it in D1, so that's yeah. It has a. I think you're gonna like it, man. You're gonna dig it. It was all like I, I just got to watch everybody else with their necrochasms and their cool glowing armor, and I just had to sit in the tower with my fucking blueberry shit, just hating life. I mean, <laughs> even. Even if you did get into it, it's not like you're ever gonna get necrochasm anyway. <laughs> oh, I get that, but like, Dude, bro, just dig the knee, the knife deeper into the. What knife. else has changed? Oh, now you just got some fancy. You got a conqueror seal and no necrochasm. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I just want everyone to have fun. That's all I care about. Because I know I I'm not gonna you're get all the having exotic. A good time. Yeah, I'm not here to get oh, the exotic. Man. Yeah, he's there to take away the bad RNG from us and give us the good luck. <laughs> I kind of think it would be funny if you got it. Like, they, their first run of it, the necrochasm, you just peace out. I hope you do. He leaves the clan and everything. He, just, <laughs> he, he leaves This is what I was waiting life. for. <laughs> he quits his job. Dude, you never hear from him. It's a no-call, no-show. He's playing the long, the long con with you guys. <laughs> long con dude oh man um oh another cool thing that we kind of didn't talk about we could talk about this like shortly but um it's the the rotators the mission rotators for the exotics oh yes what do you guys think yes how do you feel about rotators uh i i i like the i like the fact that they gave us 
these missions back. Uh, don't like rotators. I really can't stand that everything is a fucking rotator now. Mm-hmm. And you got to wait three weeks between. Same thing with raids, where now if you want to run a master version of a raid, like you want to do Vow of the Disciple master version because you just, you know, you got in the game late and, well, shit, you forgot to run it. Now you have to wait eight fucking weeks or the potential that it might not come back before the end of the season. Uh, can't stand rotators (laughs) yeah not a fan yeah i i I didn't know it was gonna gonna take that format but um at least we the good thing for now is that there's only three exotic missions so you only have to wait three weeks unlike uh raids where you're what we're at seven weeks it's a seven week rotation oh man i would have to count them all but yeah yeah i I think it's a seven week rotation yeah you got you got uh garden of salvation you got last, last wish. wish you got deep stone crypt okay you got vow the disciple you got ron. you got vault of glass you got ron oryx taking King. now you got king's fall yeah that's seven yeah that's yeah that's seven so that you get seven. one shot two shots of fucking a season to be able to run a raid to get an item that you want other than the three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of annoying. It's kind of annoying. Cause like I'm one of those people where I'm, I'm a completionist. Um, I've gotten better. I've like let go of a lot of like having to do a lot of shit cause of FOMO, but weapons is still like my thing. I, even if I don't craft them, I still want to know that I can craft it if I have to at one point. So I'm um, still missing one heritage and one, um, what the fuck was it? There was one more weapon I was missing from Deep Stone Crypt, and it just sucks that I have to wait to the last second. And I think I got all of my last wish stuff done, so I'm happy that all those are done. Oh no, I, I need my hand cannon. I got I need my Nation of the Beast still. I just need one fucking red box of Nation of Beast. Even if I got a regular, I would use one of the uh one of the converters to convert it into a red box at this point. Like I don't give a fuck. Like I want to run Shiro Chi and just farm it, but Last time we were farming, I, I did not get lucky and get one to draw for me, so that was unfortunate. Speaking of Shirochi and farming, leveling weapons with glimmer and enhancement cores, chef's kiss. Yeah. I fucking the, love it. Yeah, one of the best qualities of life they could have like introduced oh. to the game. It's fantastic. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't have to run this shitty gun and fucking Vanguard missions. <laughs> Fuck, I wasn't even running Vanguard missions to begin with. Why the fuck? Uh, yeah, <laughs> just gonna level it now with glimmer. I don't give a fuck. And um, and another thing to add for mission rotators is uh, that last week was DMT, y'all. So if you guys didn't get your craftable DMT, a lot of us did. I know I I completed it. Um, now I'm just leveling it up, and I've gotten all the cranial spikes for it. Um, and then this week is Vox Vox Obscura, and I. Is the dead messenger craftable? Yeah. Every they oh, said shit. every one of the exotic mm. rotator missions that come back, the weapon, the exotic in it will be craftable. Boys, what are we doing? Let's turn this podcast off and get <laughs> get on the fucking get on the exotic rotator. We need to do this. No, yeah, that'll no, be cool. Nah. We'll, 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 we'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good launcher. 
it's cool, but like I I don't took my exotic slot. Yeah, I don't (laughs) use the one I have now. So why would I take off Quicksilver and Forbearance? You don't, or well, right now I'm rocking Monte Carlo, man. Now that I got the catalyst, I'm just trying to level this thing up to get the caddy complete. But uh, I no, I know. I mean, I I don't even know what traits it comes with the Dead Messenger. Now that it is craftable, so I'd have to look at that too. But I am, yeah, I'm excited for that. That'd be. Cool. I can get like demo on it now, which seems good. It's just it's taking my exotic spot. But it's a good. It's I mean, it's a good grenade launcher. I mean, it was on like pretty meta when it first dropped and i know they nerfed it a little bit but like it's still pretty viable Eh. don't you think i mean i in pvp it it's not as good in pvp anymore like i remember that was like one of the big ones in pvp i don't if they gave it a reload perk i don't even know what they gave it for craftable i know they have it like demolition and turnabout still on it but I yeah, just, we gotta look at light GG. We gotta see what it runs with or the armor. I don't. I don't see it taking the place of forbearance. Forbearance, you will just have to take that out of my hands. Or wither horde. Like if you're choosing between wither horde and dead messenger, you're probably gonna take. Yeah. Why? Why would I take horde? dead messenger over any other much better exotic? Oh. It'd be cool if they incorporated. Uh, Light 3.0 verbs into it, so be kind of cool mm. if you could get like volt shot or fucking true, incandescent true. or something. Especially with each creating a wave of each element, that would be. Could you imagine how powerful that shit would be? Like, of like you're volatiling them while making them jolted, while fucking adding solar shit on them. Like, that's insane. That would be. That would make it like top tier grenade launcher. Yeah, so they put it so you can put Thresh on it or Unrelenting or Demolitionist along with Turnabout. So, hmm. again, not not going to take the place of Forbearance. Yeah. Forbearance still has the reload perk with the Ambitious Assassin and Chain Reaction. Yeah. And it's or Wither Horde once again too. Without a reload, Wither Horde is just such a powerful. Even with it getting its radius nerfed, it's still so fucking good. Even in GMs, it like it just controls the battlefield so well. Yeah, there's definitely better exotics. It's a good. I guess if you want to be the completionist and you want to get it, it's good to have it. But I got it, and I never even finished the cattle the catalyst the first time around. So I don't see myself using it this time around. <laughs> Yeah, I got all that shit done. <laughs> I just, I didn't know if it was. I was like, ooh, that's interesting. I'm going to have to go for that thing. But my fire team's leaving me in the trenches, man. They're not going <laughs> to help me. I'm going to have to do this solo. <laughs> just wait until fire team light level comes in. You're definitely going to be by yourself. <laughs> Bro, you're the champ. You're the champ. You're the champ, you're the champ guy. <laughs> oh, man. Look at this guy. He's the champ. <laughs> How's it going, champ? We run raids later, or you still need to grind some stuff out? You gonna grind some more levels for us, champ? <laughs> Whatever, man. Hey, surprisingly, looking at our clan, I am not the highest this season, but I've also not been really giving a shit and playing like I normally would. But 
I, I my guess, I haven't looked, but my guess is going to be <laughs> hazed. It's truly hazed. It's hazed. Yeah, hazed is. Uh, hey, is right heat still up there? Heat is normally Heath's pretty high up there. 37. Uh, Nomad's at 54. And haze was like 54 within the second day of the season being launching. My guy's hooked. He hasn't become jaded like the rest of us yet. Well, he's also a gonna, young kid. <laughs> are we going to so do like. Are we gonna do like weekly updates or whatever with our, with our podcast now, where we update on who in our clan is the highest our level? Leaderboards. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> who's the highest and who's the who's the lowest? Falling <laughs> behind. The uh, annual Destiny Guardian draft. <laughs> well, anyway, shout out to Hayes, truly hazed in the clan. Yeah. I hope you listen Loser, to this and you dude, hear that we're job. shouting you out. Yeah, get a job, kid. <laughs> Speaking no, of good. children, uh, I miss Titan Shock. Come back to me. I, I don't know dude, where you Where is that little bastard? <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> You're right. He's growing up. Been. He's growing up, dude. Yeah, he's in college now, dude. Our boy's he's... flown the coop. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he's dude, got their so experience right. in the world. Still playing the long game. Still trying to get where he lives. It won't I, tell I'll us. get it out of him. I'll get it out of him. One of these days, that. long game, I'm going to put him in a hole in my basement. You know? Y'all scared him, dude. He was like, stranger danger, man. Stranger danger. <laughs> At this point, he's guy. more right than wrong, so I can't even fault him yeah. for that. Like, I mean, I've been pressuring him hard to get something that is scary. none of my business. <laughs> like, Guy is uh, he is Zen. He does not tell any anybody no. anything. No, he does not. But overall, Titan, hats off. You did. You're you've become a very well-rounded guardian, man. Much respect to you, bud. If you if you are listening, you I know if he's in college, dude. We're gonna find you. We know what school <laughs> you go to. <laughs> no, he never even told us that. <laughs> he told us I he's know. in school. <laughs> I want to scare him, man. You <laughs> killed him. <laughs> this guy's a fucking CIA agent over here. <laughs> I know people that know people that find people. No, you don't. No. Of course I don't. <laughs> well, you can imagine what it'd be like if I did. No. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be too lazy. I'm like, I gotta get my guardian rank up, man. I don't got time for, for this. I gotta shit. be... I gotta be the haste, man. <laughs> Are we just gonna be slave drivers for you, Krim? Like, we're just gonna I mean, at th- at drive this point, you more and more. I mean, I'm already yeah. about to hit forty, so like, I'm, I mean, I'm getting up there now that I'm playing a little bit more. This this weekend was just busy for me, so I wasn't able to get on. So I felt lazy. I felt like I'm falling behind. So I can't let these young cats fucking show me up. No, uh, uh, uh. Uh, yeah, I've seen you. I've seen you in there doing the Vanguard house. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, you are a fucking saint to get on every day and run Vanguard house. Like that shit. How many times can you play the same damn strike before it's like, <laughs> fuck this. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> like, number get big. You jump in and you do your your fucking bounties. Every day, I don't, dude. You are a saint for doing it. I don't get it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, last like, season was the first time in three years that I have not completed all of my weapons from all of the vendors and gotten their ornaments. 
and it really fucking it's bad it really irks me right now thinking about hey, you it wanna, like, you want to know what you could do just wait them. and you can buy them yeah, <laughs> you yeah, didn't need to grind if they're really that cool you could just buy it it's like the fomo <laughs> is is scary i know and it really like, resonates with you and that's why like i finally learned how to let go because i was like fuck this i don't really give a fuck but this season though the weapon from the vanguard that that hand cannon you guys pretty fucking cool it's pretty good it pretty yeah, much shoots got, out those little telesto rounds yeah it makes telesto bolts yeah so worth uh grinding you know, for a little secret you already got it if i got it it would sit in my vault and i probably wouldn't use it i don't know i'm a creature I mean, of habit just like of, most uh, of the guns in this game <laughs> A lot of content creators are actually, yeah, they're standing by it. Like, Daddle likes it. I know Cross liked it. Um, I don't know if Cacus, like, reviewed it or anything like that. I don't know if Fallout well, did anything on it. Let me... My boy, Cacus? <laughs> I, I think I think it's 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 easier for them to get excited about this gun, these kinds of things because that's their job. Like, they have to get excited. They have to draw hype. Mm-hmm. They have to get clicks for their videos. So they have to have some sort of hype to it. Will you see right. Asda Cross using it next season? I don't. Probably not, because you know what? The next seasonal gun is going to be the new hotness, and <laughs> I would love to be at that level to where we have to hype up guns like that, because that's what kind of podcast we've gotten to is we're really hitting the nail on the head, and people are listening. Yeah. <laughs> It is this like obligatory hype beast shit where it's like you have to sell some seasonal legendary gun like, oh, this is it. This is the one. And it's like, <laughs> like I love Cross's videos or anybody who's pitching the new gun. And it's like new meta question mark. And it's like, I can answer that question right now. No, it's not the new meta. It's you hyping up another meaningless gun that's going to sit in everybody's vaults. But I get it. This is the hustle. It's how they make their livings, and I'm not going to knock them for doing it. So I'm still going to tune in and soak up that content. So if you're if you're looking for great gun reviews, cool guy. Find yeah. find cool guy on YouTube and just watch his he. He has the best gun reviews out of every Destiny 2 YouTuber there yeah. is. Because he's like a no-frill guy. He comes in, he goes, and he uses every combination of that gun that you could potentially think is going to be good. And he uses it for hours in PvP. Same with True Vanguard 2 and in PvE. TV does. And he, just, he just gives you like this no-frill just review of guns. Love it. Yeah. yeah yeah i like uh i like cool guy i like i like the the cadence of his voice yeah like, it's very yeah. funny but yeah i if i need to know if this gun is going to be good right now or in the future that's the video i'm turning into like do, like cross's videos are fun same with Grinder Jake when he's running trials and shit like that. But it's like, if I want to know specifics, it's like when I was really big into Call of Duty, I would watch J-God videos. I don't know anybody 
Like, if you wanted to learn about a like min maxing the fucking attachments on said guns to get the best possible recoil direction, while it, it J God was your man, like you had to go to him. Excel spreadsheets and <laughs> damage values for every body possible hitbox on the body. It was like, all right, hell yeah, like this is what I'm looking for, and. It paid off. I, you know, it was easy to kind of zero in on the meta. So we, we need guys like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think overall the content creators for this game, like it is a good, well-balanced community, you know, people who focus strictly on the PVP side of things, people who are PVE and those who are like a little bit of a hybrid of both, you know? So I do like the, 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 the bigger content creators that we have, like the crosses, the cactus, well, I don't watch Cactus. Grenadier, Grenadier Jake, he's he's great. Datto, uh, Cross, Fallout, uh, uh, Jarv. You know, I like Jarv a lot as well. So, but I think we're in a good state right now, a good place for uh, for content creators and and their weapon reviews. More of a yeah. Houndish man myself. Yeah. I like Houndish. Houndish, Houndish cool. over Jarv for sure. Yeah, I like Houndish. Hot takes. He's awesome. Yeah. Hopefully they don't listen to this podcast. Jarv, if you're listening, but listen to us. All right, I think uh, I think that's good. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to the twelfth episode of the Forged in Light podcast. Again, as always, we appreciate you guys listening. In the description, we will have links to all of our socials, including our our Twitter, our X, or whatever you want to call it, our our Instagram our Discord, and then both of our Twitches, both Crimson and me, Lichlow. So thanks, guys, for listening. We'll catch you on the next one.